What's up, everybody? It's Tyler Crane, and welcome back to another episode of the Crane Kicks Lex podcast, where we talk about everything in regards to Lexington's sporting club of the USL. It's been a minute since we were last together. Episode three, a couple weeks ago, talked to our center back, Kalen Fox. Got to chat with him about the upcoming season, what we can expect from Lexington Sporting Club going forward. A little bit about him making adjustments and getting back into the groove of being in Kentucky again. So if you haven't had a chance to check that out, he was an amazing guest. Go listen in. It's a fun time, and it was good stuff. Also got a chance to go on the USL show. Um, I'm a semi-regular on there, if you guys don't know. But we had a good time um, here recently talking about USL League One and what we're going to expect from the chaotic season that's to come. Because we all know, or if you don't know, now you know, USL 1 is absolute chaos. The parody in the league is wild, and I can't wait to get rolling. So if you haven't checked that one out either, that's another awesome one to help get you ready for the season, get you pumped, get you excited, because it's upon us just this weekend. It's go time. So in this episode, I want to talk to you guys about our preseason, kind of wrap up, um, talk about some of our earlier results, but mainly focus on the last two results that we had had a few questions about what we can expect based on preseason results, what we think is going to happen going forward. Definitely going to address that with you all. Also want to talk about our newest player signing. If you haven't seen the news, we got a veteran player from the league, actually two-time championship winner, two trophies to his name. So that'll be a good time. Finally, you know the big thing that we have to talk about. The rivalry match with one Knox coming up this Saturday. I don't know about you guys, but I'm absolutely gassed about this. I am so excited. I'm ready to go. I am so pumped to be in Knoxville and cheering on the boys as they take one knocks on and hopefully bring home that win. We'll get into that here real soon. But first, let's talk about preseason. So we've seen some interesting results this preseason. Just to recap, we had University of the Cumberlands first, where we won. 2-0. We had Crew 2, which is no pushover, where unfortunately we fell 0-2. Georgetown College, we won 2-1. Chattanooga Red Wolves out of USL 1, we had a draw 1-1. And then UK this past weekend, unfortunately results didn't go our way and it ended up being a 2-3 loss for LSC. So thinking about everything I've talked to you guys about preseason before, um, I know a lot of you guys know this anyway, kind of preaching to the choir on this one, but preseason results, we have to take them with a grain of salt. Not anything to get too serious about, not anything to get too riled up about, because it's all about your experimentation and getting that chemistry with your team. And that's especially true with our team. Our team is brand new, brand new. They're all trying to sync together. Uh, We just even added a new player, right? So you have to have that time for these players to be able to link up and really feel out what makes each other tick, um, how to read one another's moves, try and implement those things that they practice uh, daily in their training sessions and make them come to life in the games. So with these preseason results, I, I know it's easy, once again, to get a little caught up in them, but we can't. We can't. Because things will look very different once things are the real deal and in league play, right? So thinking through these results that I just listed off for you all, some encouraging things that we can take out of this. Um, Our team can score goals. 
that's pretty apparent. We've only had one game out of the five where we didn't score at all, whether we won or lost. So that's nice to know that we have a lot of attacking options, right? Uh, and even if we want to dig in deeper to those attacking options, it's coming pretty clear that for our team, we're becoming somebody that should be feared in regards to our crosses, our crosses and our corners. Those are our bread and butter so far. And I'm very curious to see if that stays the case when we're in league play. Um, I mean, we've had just cross after cross connecting to goal. Um, four total goals off of crosses. We've had two goals off of corners. Um, only one goal out of all the ones that we scored, out of all seven goals, there's only been one that came from just individual up the middle uh, pressing and, and efforts. So it, it's looking like we kind of have a style and a vibe, but that's not to say that we're going to be put in a box. I, I, by no means am I saying that I think that this team is only going to be able to do uh, anything from a cross or from a corner, but I think we're going to be dangerous in that regard. And I think that that's going to make a lot of trouble for teams that have traditionally had some struggles in defending those types of uh, situations. So I, I can't wait to see how that really plays out. And if that holds true or maybe, um, you know, preseason just looked a little different and um, some of our style hasn't really been revealed yet. Another thing we can take from this goal scoring is just who we got that's that's really posing a lot of danger um, it, for other teams. So thinking through the goal scoring that has happened thus far, we have a lot of people that have been involved either through assists or through actually finding the back of the net. So We've seen Bainham show up twice, scoring goals. Um, we've seen Nico Brown show up twice through scoring goals. Um, we've seen Patterson, one of our other forwards, come through clutch and score. So we have a variety of scoring options, and I feel like that's going to play out really well in our favor. Um, even thinking about just the past weekend, right? Kalen uh, Fox, I think I mentioned this in the write-up that I did for him. He can be dangerous on set pieces as far as delivering in headers because of his height. And he scored off of a header thanks to a uh, set piece, a corner that was delivered in from Tariq Muhammad, who, by the way, both of our corners that we've scored on have been from deliveries sent out by Tariq Muhammad. So we've got uh, a lot going for us already, I feel. And there's there's kind of a little bit of a, a path we can take as far as expectations. I'm willing to say... I'm willing to say that we are going to be a high-end offensive team for sure. Now, that's my personal opinion. I could be very wrong um, in my assessment, but I could be willing to bet that we're going to be scoring a lot of goals this season, and I'm really excited to see how that plays out. Now, on the defensive side of the ball, I know that we have um, developed pretty well, um, and I think that we're going to continue to get better and better and better. Our newest signing that I'm going to talk about here shortly I think that he's going to also help with improvements on the defensive side of the ball. And hopefully we can see our team even uh, be productive in preventing goals, whether that be through uh, our efforts from center backs, wide backs, goalies, whoever. I'd like to see us limit goals scored on us, but I think that our high-powered offense is going to help us out in a lot of situations and make it so that way we don't experience a lot of anxiety in those regards. So thinking through some of our looks that we've had, some of our lineups 
some of the combinations we've seen. It's really, really tough for me to, to think through who for sure is going to be our starters. I, I, everybody keeps asking me that. And as much as I, I pour over this team, as much as I sit here and analyze our team and what's happened, I've not been at all of our games. I've only been to a practice before, not, not more than that. I've been to the UK game. And so even through all that pouring over the information that I do have access to or have seen in person, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm not there for every training session. I've not been there for every game, and I'm not the coaches. Now, in my opinion, though, if we're thinking about some people that are possible starters, which is a question I've, I've had many times, I can say, looking back through all of our preseason matches, players that have gotten four or more starts include Fox, Seha Gonzalez, Brown, Mane, Smart, Bainham, and Green. So those seven players have seen at least four starts in the preseason. Now, take that with a grain of salt. Preseason lineups, starting lineups, especially in preseason, not necessarily always going to be who your starting lineup is going to be, right? Um, it could just be that you decide to experiment where players do best, if they're going to be most productive at the beginning half of the game versus the end, how long is it going to take for them to get gassed? Um, where's their fitness at? A lot of that could be part of the experimentation process. So just because we see those players starting repetitively does not necessarily mean that they're for sure going to be in the lineup. Now I can say that from the UK game, all of those players impressed me. Um, I, I saw them playing in person and I thought that they all did phenomenal. Fox had a goal. Seha Gonzalez, it's like a bulldog. He just does not let up whenever players try and attack. Um, he's on them almost immediately and just fights for that ball. Nico Brown was up and down the side of the field, just constantly running along that right-hand side, back and forth, being super productive. Mane had... Awesome control of the midfield, put a ton of players on ice um, just with his fancy footwork. Don Smart obviously was holding it down, uh, providing some solid leadership for the team. Bainham had a goal score and he was all over the place. Green was assisting in many areas of the field, helping kind of stabilize things. So all very impressive showings. Um, and I could see them being part of that starting squad. Uh, but But who knows? Right. Um, it's just all really a guess at this point. And I feel like um, our coaches want to keep teams guessing, especially because we're an unknown quantity. We just are. Like So many people don't really know what to expect from us. And I think that that is really an advantageous thing for us to have going for us going into the season. Going to be playing one knocks. We kind of have an idea of their vibe. Doesn't mean it's going to be the same as it was when they played in USL 2. But we know their coach and kind of what he likes to do. Nobody really knows us. I mean, you have an idea of how some players have played in the past if they're part of the USL or USL system, or maybe if you watch them collegiately. Um, but I think it's going to be a huge boon for us that there's so much mystery in that regard of who's going to be starting and exactly how that lineup's going to shake out because we have a lot of permutations that I think are going to really work for us. So kind of going off the same train of thought, another question that I've, I've had from a lot of people is 
who's going to get that armband? Who's going to be the captain on this team? That one's also a little tricky. Without being in every single training session or watching every single game or having that information provided for us, there's no way for me to say for sure. I, I can say that I've noticed um, Fox had the armband at some point. Charlie Matchell had the armband at some point. Will Bainham's been seen with the armband a lot. Um, I, I could see any of those three sporting it. I could also see some of our other USL1 veterans having that armband, like Don Smart, for instance. Um, so it remains to be seen on who's for sure going to fill that role. Um, I, I kind of have a sneaking suspicion that Will Bainham's going to have it a whole lot because um, I feel like as far as the, the moments that I've been aware of who the captain is, it seems like he tends to be that guy um, here lately anyway. But I feel like no matter what, that's a really good problem to have when you have so many people that can really fill that captain's role, wear that armband and help control and guide everybody on the field. That's really, really awesome for a team to be able to have that much reliability and that much trust in so many players that that could be a boon. So no matter who has that armband, I feel like a lot of our team is in a really good place for managing the field, helping each other manage the field. And I think that's going to lead to a lot of success for us when we're out there. Now, as far as managing the field and what we've seen so far with our current lineups that we've uh, experimented with, I feel like based on the UK match, we're still establishing some chemistry with a few of our different things that we've tested out. That's not to say that we don't have anything refined. I think that our team actually has a lot of refined lineups and a lot of refined strategies that we're going to be working with. But I think that we're still trying to find some, some sneaky combinations that maybe people might not expect us to work with. I think that we might see eventually some players in spots that we wouldn't always expect to see them just to shake things up a bit and maybe leave the other teams guessing. And I kind of like that we were seeing that. I kind of like that we saw our coaches kind of mixing things up a little bit and uh, hopefully creating a situation where other teams are going to be a little baffled by what it is that we're going to do when we're out there. One thing I can say, um, I already talked about us being dangerous. I feel like we definitely, no matter who was out on that field, have a really solid idea of how we want to move the ball. And I think that's going to be really good for us having that aggressive attacking style that I feel like we've shown, at least in the last match, um, and kind of the, the vibe that I'm getting from what little clips that we've seen on social media from our other preseason matches. Looks like we're going to be really dangerous on the wings. Looks like we're going to be really good with delivering long balls into dangerous areas, into that final third and being productive. It looks like we have a lot of players that are really, really great about holding onto the ball, delivering some strong hold-up play, getting people into good positions. Um, and frankly, it seems like we have so many people that have the ability and the skill to get in on the attack that it's kind of scary when you think about it. There's just so many people that we could see scoring a goal. Um, e even when we go all the way back to our back line, we have so many people that have those offensive talents along with the other talents that they already possess and the roles that they're meant to play. So I, I think that's going to be some awesome stuff that we're going to be seeing from this. So thinking through 
all of our preseason results. I just got to reiterate, nothing's set in stone. Nothing's for sure. Um, and if it is, it's not something that most of us are going to know. The team might know. The coaches might know. But that's okay. That's actually the way I prefer things. Um, I'd be kind of bummed out if I already knew for certain all the answers to the questions that people have been posing to me. Um, because as much as I'm locked in on the team, I am not there in that locker room with those guys going over those plans and going through those trainings. And so I'd rather all those questions be types of questions that you can't really answer unless you do have that access, because that means that other people aren't going to be able to answer them either. Other teams aren't going to be able to answer them either. And I think that's going to give us a little bit of a leg up going into this league with being such an unknown quantity. So if you're somebody that's getting real worked up by losing to UK or losing to Crew 2 or drawing with Chattanooga Red Wolves, just take a deep breath. Just take a deep breath. It's okay. We're going to see something spectacular as we get into the season. It's it's not going to be the end-all, be-all when we look at these preseason stats, these preseason results. We got this. Okay. So before we go into our one knocks preview, let's talk about our newest signing. A nice surprise today. Um, if you were at the UK game, you were at the UK game, you probably noticed a player enter in in the second half, late in the second half, that you did not necessarily recognize, if you're clued in with a lot of the players that we've signed so far. Um, so watching that, I realized who it was, and I kind of got thinking a little bit because I know we've had some trialists on the team, and uh, he came in as a trialist as well, although he's a trialist that I had not noticed before Saturday. So that player is Cesar Murillo. So Cesar Murillo is somebody that has actually had a pretty strong USL1 pedigree. If you guys don't know much about him, he joined North Texas SC, who used to be in USL1 back in 2019, and won the very first ever championship in League One with them. So year one in USL1, lifted a trophy. So after that, he ends up going to Texas United for a little bit, finds his way back to Greenville Triumph, also one of our uh, fellow USL1 sides, but still in the USL1, goes on their roster for the 2020-21 uh, seasons and helps them lift a title trophy in the 2020 season. So ends up becoming the first player to earn two trophies in the league, um, be a part of two winning teams, so definitely has experience with earning some hardware. Now, since then, he ended up uh, joining Ford Madison last season, was with them for the whole season, and now he's making his way towards us. Now, I released my player profile for Cesar earlier, and Cesar is the type of defender that I think is going to be really nice to add into the mix for us. So he can play center back and he can play right back. Um, he's talented at both. We have a lot of talent already in both of those positions. So I feel like this is another strong addition to that, that we're really going to be able to thrive with. One good thing that you can uh, really pick out with Cesar right off the bat is how stalwart he is in the back line. He is kind of like that last defense, got to get through the big boss type of defender. And that's not saying that he just hangs completely back. 
stone still waiting for people to come to him. Um, but he's definitely very defensive minded. A lot of our, our defenders are very um, versatile and have a lot of attacking skills. And Cesar does too. But he also tends to err more on the defensive side of things um, as far as is watching the field of play, making sure that he's kind of that first guy that is in the right position if there's a counterattack coming. And that's really, really helpful because not only will he be able to help with progression, but he'll be able to identify and signal to the rest of the team when that counter is happening, who's going where, where we need to fill in those gaps. And I think that's going to be really instrumental for us on our defensive side of things, especially with us being what I think to be a pretty high octane attacking team. So outside of uh, Cesar's skills in regards to tracking back, being that person that, that reads the attack and gets in a nice position, he's also really awesome at delivering long balls diagonally up the field and a lot of times targeting that final third area. Um, we have a lot of players who are really great at delivering a long ball and getting that verticality in the game. Him being able to deliver that verticality and switch the field at the same time is going to be really helpful for us creating overloads, for finding those sneaky little spaces where people can get in behind the defense and hopefully set up things for a score um, and really capitalize and add just that extra little element to our attack. The nice thing about that skill and how he uses it too is um, he doesn't really compromise his defensive position to do so. It's not like he's completely leaving gaps or holes where he should be. He's able to impact our attack and our progression without really um, leaving his post, I guess you could say. So I'm really, really hopeful with with his experience, with his, his ability to kind of share what it's like to be part of these championship teams and what he's done to kind of grow as a player. Uh, I'm hoping that his locker room presence, all of that stuff combined, will be really instrumental in just adding one more layer of armor to this team to make us uh, really formidable. Um, so I'm really excited to see him joining us. I'm hoping that he's going to do awesome for us and really help us reach that next level. So we've talked preseason. We've talked about our new player signing Let's talk about one Knox. This is going to be our very first match, but not only that, our very first match in what I hope to be a very long-standing, good-natured rivalry. This is going to be good stuff. If you missed out on the news today, we actually announced, and USL announced, that we have an official rivalry with one Knox, winner of the aggregate matchups. So basically, whoever wins best two out of three this season is walking away with a bourbon barrel and a bottle of bourbon and bragging rights. Now, the first two things are nice, but bragging rights is what I really want. I know some of you guys out there listening, uh, especially living in the Lexington area, you know what it's like to have a rivalry with UT and UK. This is just another layer. This is another piece of the puzzle. And I really like this rivalry uh, situation. I like what they've done with creating this, this atmosphere around it. Very reminiscent of the whole beer barrel rivalry matchup with UT UK that used to happen. Now, of course, the beer barrel is like mysteriously gone, right? Hasn't been on the scene for a minute. So kind of like paying homage to that. And I love it. I love it. It's kind of stirring up those, those old rivalry feelings. And I think this is going to be probably the best Knoxville Lexington rivalry that there's been. 
I think this will be one of those times where we truly see a lot of even back and forth um, for a long time. And I think it's going to be a really, really fun one. I know one Knox has been stoking the fires and as much as I give him a hard time, I love seeing the scruffs really help build that rivalry and really get people engaged. I'd love to see more Lexingtonians involved in it, talking back uh, and forth with them. Um, I think that's good stuff for the league. Whenever it's that good natured poking back and forth, trying to get everybody riled up and involved. I think that's nothing but beneficial. And I think um, it's going to be a great time. I'm personally, uh, I feel, feel weird saying this because I'm about to go down there. We're about to face off with them. I'm personally really excited to go down there, meet a lot of the One Knox fans and the Scruffs, and uh, hopefully have a good time. Although I hope my time is better than theirs whenever the game is over. So let's talk a little bit about what we can expect from One Knox. Connor already mentioned this, but One Knox already had some time in USL 2. So they were already established in some ways. Now, a lot of new players added to the mix, um, but coaching, not a huge change. Got a little bit of continuity from uh, McKeever coming back and his style and his process um, still kind of holding uh, with the team. And I think that we have a lot that we can expect to be replicated from their time in USL 2. And um, frankly, I've been looking at how they play. I've been kind of theorizing about how we are going to play based on the little bit of information I've seen. And I don't know how many people would agree with me on this. People that have knowledge of these two teams, especially one Knox. But there's a part of me that says that we might almost be in some ways mirrors of each other. I can kind of get this vibe that our play style might come off pretty similar. So I think it's going to be pretty even matchup in a lot of ways. Um, so I'm really curious to see exactly who finds that edge, who actually adds that little X factor to break the stalemate. Um, everybody and their brother, if you haven't paid attention, everybody and their brother in the USL League One world has been high on one knocks, talking about how they're going to finish like sixth or higher, possibly um, like fourth, third, something crazy. Right. Um, I've seen that floating around a couple of times, although a lot of people are a little bit more um, reserved and thinking fifth or sixth, somewhere around there. Just about everybody has had us in Lexington finishing 10th or worse. So 10th or worse out of 12. I don't think that there's going to be that much uh, difference, frankly. Looking at what we look like on paper, I know that we probably have more question marks as far as well, how is this player going to play? How are they going to adjust to League One? But I also feel like that mystery, it could pay off. It could pay off. I think that we might end up having a lot of players that surprise people. A lot of our chemistry is going to surprise people. And a lot of our play style is going to surprise people. And I could see it being somewhat similar to what One Knox is trying to put out on the field too. Um, but I'm hopeful and I'm going to believe that we can find that extra little factor that's going to push them above them and help us win the series and then sweep this thing three, nothing. Now, if we're thinking about how we can beat them, there's still some mystery to their style. I've not seen their preseason games, um, but based on how they played in league two, they like to do a lot of movement up the edges, movement up the wings to free up some space in the middle 
Um, and in those spaces, that's where they produce, right? That's where they decide to attack. So I, I feel like if we do really, really good about clogging up the passing lanes and those half spaces and stay really defensive minded um, or disciplined, I guess maybe disciplined would be a better way to put that disciplined in, in the middle of the field and make sure that they can't open up those spaces to capitalize for an attack. I think it's going to be really helpful and that's going to be something that's successful for us. Um, another piece of the puzzle is being really good about those uh, 1v1s. So as they're trying to progress up the wings, I think if we have um, players in position to really stop that, to snuff that out, to make sure that none of that progression is possible, that's going to be really big too. Because at the end of the day, if they can't get up the wings like they like to do, it doesn't really help them if they are trying to make that space in the middle because they can't even progress the ball to make that space in the middle. Um, and for me personally, I, I've seen a lot of information about them being bad at defending free kicks, set pieces, things of that nature. Um, last year, a lot of new players, probably a lot of improvements in, in those spots, but it's possible. It's possible that since we haven't seen a coaching change, it could also be the case where they're still struggling in those areas. So me knowing what I know about Lexington Sporting Club, seeing that one Knox struggles defending set pieces, defending those those setups, right? And knowing that we have been dangerous on set pieces, we have been dangerous on things like crosses. That makes me feel pretty good. Um, that makes me feel like, honestly, we might have their number in some of those situations. If we can really capitalize and do what we've been working towards doing, I think it's going to make it very hard for them. Now, obviously, this is all speculation. Who knows how it's all going to play out? Um, me personally, I think it's a Lexington win. Others might think it's a Knoxville win, and that's okay. But I just, I just don't see it. I believe in this team that we've built. I believe in the hard work that these guys have been putting in uh, two a days all week, working hard in the preseason. And I, th I think that that's going to all pay off. I think we're going to see dividends come this weekend. And I think we're going to shock everybody when we come away beating Knoxville at home for their very first match and our very first match. And I think we're going to leave some jaws on the floor. So I'm pretty sure there's a few players that listen into the podcast, maybe even some coaches, other staff. I know there's plenty of fans out there that are listening. Um, and I just want to leave us with some some final thoughts before the one knocks game. I want to go down there with the intention, having a good time, um, having some good banter with one knocks, the scruffs, everybody. Um, hopefully we can we can keep that all in good spirits. But I know they want to win. And when it comes down to it, I know we want to win. And I I hope, I hope that everybody on the team is just itching to put that W on the scoreboard to say that we came away in the very first ever match between one Knox and Lexington, the very first match in our history, the very first match in their history. And we were the ones that came out on top. I want those bragging rights. We want those bragging rights. I think everybody in Lexington wants to be able to say that everybody that's a fan of this team, we want to hold that and be proud of it. Uh, my hope is that the team, if anybody on the team's listening, you guys get hyped. You are putting this city on your back. 
lot of you guys have been here for quite some time now, several uh, weeks, maybe even several months. And I'm hoping that you guys can show this city what they mean to you and that you're here to represent us by putting everything you have into this match. And I believe you will. Watching you guys play against UK, you put everything you had into it. And that was a preseason game. So I have no doubt that that's going to be the case when you go down to one Knox. I would love nothing more to see you guys get hyped, you guys to just absolutely deliver. Show one Knox that they're actually going to have to change their hashtag to one loss after this weekend because we are going to get that win and you guys are going to do this for us. I know this team can do it. I believe in this team and I hope every other Lexington Sporting Club fan out there truly believes in this team. And if you are wavering, now's not the time. They need your support. These guys are going to go out there and do their part and they're going to play hard and they're going to represent our city. Us fans, we have to do our part. And I know not everybody's going to make it down to Knoxville, but make that support be heard. Tag them in social media and let them know that you're behind them. Show that you've got their back. Watch them on ESPN Plus or, or go to a local establishment, friend's house somewhere. Watch them and cheer them on. Get motivated. Help motivate them. We all have to show that Lexington can be a pro soccer city and that we are a pro soccer city. Pro soccer is here. And what better way to put an exclamation point on that message than to go in, take down a rival, game one, and get the season rolling right? Because in a league like this, Every single point matters. Every single one. If you look at last season, the standings were insanely close. Just a week out from people making the playoffs. I bet that'll happen again this year. And so this game is a huge one for more than one reason. We cannot leave points on the table. We cannot leave Winnox feeling like all of those doubters of Lexington Sporting Club were right. I want to prove them wrong. I know you want to prove them wrong. And I'm hoping that that happens. I'm believing that that happens. And all I know is I'm going to be there in those stands, front row in the supporters section in Knoxville at Regal Stadium, and I'm going to be cheering on this team. And I hope the rest of you guys listening, especially Lexingtonians, I hope you guys are cheering them on too. I hope you're showing support in whatever way you can. Um, These guys are here to do a job. They're here to represent our city, and they can't do it alone. They need us supporting them along the way as well. They need us there being their biggest cheerleaders, rooting them on, showing them that we believe in that we can do this. So as we go into this weekend, get hyped, get prepared, bring the energy, show these guys you believe in them, and let's beat one Knox and show them who's going to run this rivalry for a long time to come. Till next time on the Crane Kicks Lex podcast, looking forward to seeing you guys in Knoxville or talking with you guys about the game afterward. I'll see you guys on the next episode.